This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. Here to recap week seven of the collegiate softball season, as well as go through some conference standings, RPI rankings, the week eight schedule moving forward uh, for the upcoming week, and individuals and team stat leaders. Um, great week of softball. Um, so let's just dive right into the recap and go share my thoughts as we go along. So on last Wednesday, a throwing error by Houston Baptist's catcher led to a Texas A&M walk-off at home in a 5-4 win. Texas A&M should never have let this game be this close. Ultimately, they were able to get the win, nevertheless. Could it have been a better win? Sure. Um, It's all about optics nowadays, in the committee's eyes. Uh, But Courtney Veerstra battled through a lightning delay and stranded the bases loaded as Miami of Ohio picked up a huge, solid win in a 7-3 win at Michigan last Wednesday. So, Miami of Ohio adds a win at Kentucky and now a win at Michigan to their resume. Uh, Miami of Ohio, clearly the best team in the MAC, in my opinion. And we'll get to them when we get to the conference standings. Uh, but that's a huge win for the Red Hawks. Um, Courtney Vierstra, underrated pitcher in the national scope. Um, but Miami of Ohio is a solid team that should be a force to rec- be reckoned with. Sacramento State holds off a rally by Cal in the 7th to pick up the 5-4 win on the road. Cal just couldn't keep that momentum rolling after taking the series at home against Washington. Perhaps they were looking ahead to their series at Oregon a little bit, maybe, in that game. Who's to say for sure what exactly happened in that game, but kudos to the Hornets for getting, uh, the Lady Hornets for getting that win for the Sacramento State program. Michaela Edensfield's double, two homers, five RBIs, led Florida State to a 12-0 five-inning demolition of Troy on the road. I thought with Leanna Johnson in the circle, this game would be closer, and it didn't happen that way at all. So, uh, the Seminoles just proving that they are a top-five team in the country, and... And that they are still forced to be reckoned with in the national scale. Uh, Mackenzie Parker's two-run homer in the seventh leads Texas to a 4-2 win at Texas State. It was a good game, um, but ultimately the Bobcats couldn't come back and take down the Longhorns. So, good win for the Longhorns. Alabama scores six runs in the sixth to run away from UAB in 8-1 win on the road. Again, UAB is another solid mid-major program, um, but and they held them down for quite a while. Ultimately, they weren't able to get the job done, so... Savannah Sykes hits the walk-off. To lift Georgia past Clemson 3-2 at home. 
great win for Georgia. That just keeps Clemson on sort of a downward slope right now, but a good win for Georgia at home. McNeese State took down Southern Miss at home in an 8-5 win. Southern Miss is on a bit of a slide. Um, still a good team, but uh, McNeese State just happened to get the win at home. And McNeese State has a huge game coming up tomorrow as it's Tuesday night. Well, actually, it's Wednesday morning, I guess. Uh, but anyway, moving on to Friday. Uh, errors by Michigan State and Danielle Williams' 16 strikeouts led to a Northwestern 3 nothing win to open the, their doubleheader and a series. Ashley Miller also had 9 strikeouts in that game for Michigan State. And in Game 2 that day, Northwestern held Michigan State off to get the 8-6 win to guarantee the series win. Which, or, well, they got the two-game series sweep since they weren't able to play the third game on Sunday due to inclement weather, but Northwestern did start out strong in Big Ten play with that two-win uh, doubleheader sweep. Lexi Hanley's 12 strikeouts led Ohio State to a 6-2 win over Indiana in the first game of a doubleheader and their series. In Game 2, Brianna Copeland's two homers, six RBIs, helped Indiana even the series in a 17-5 win over Ohio State. They played the rubber match on Sunday, and we will get to that shortly. A ground out in the first lifts North Texas to a 1-0 series opening win at Charlotte. Charlotte's continuing their downward slope. Um, I'd like to see them get back to form, but I don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, Nebraska held off Michigan to get the series and doubleheader opening win 3-2 on the road in Ann Arbor. Nebraska, since they didn't play on Sunday like they were supposed to because of, again, inclement weather, Nebraska sweeps the two-game series. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Either, anyway, um, Nebraska swept Michigan in two games in their um, series at Michigan because the third game got uh, canceled. Uh, but it was a 7-4 win for Nebraska in game two. I'm really shocked that Michigan didn't win a game. Uh, I thought with Michigan's pitching in the circle... I thought they were strong enough to easily beat Nebraska, but I was proven wrong. Michigan's kind of a team that's on a downward... Uh, a, 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 they're trying to break the mold, in my opinion, of what I think they are, but... More on them a little later. <clears throat> Georgina Cork's 11 strikeouts weren't able to outduel Gianna Mancha's 9 strikeouts as Central Florida scores 5 in the last 3 innings to take the series opener in Tampa in a 5-2 win. Emma Lemley's 14 strikeouts led Virginia Tech to a 7-2 win at Pitt in the second game of doubleheader, sweeping the doubleheader since their Sunday game was also canceled due to inclement weather. 
Kayla Conwin's two homers, four RBIs, led lifted Wisconsin past Iowa to a 10-5 series opening win. Madison Kerpik's 11 strikeouts led Georgia to a series opening 3-1 win over Texas A&M at home. Renee Abernathy's double homer, six RBIs, led Kentucky to a series opening 11-3 six-inning win at home over Auburn. BYU scores nine in the fifth to down Iowa State at home 11-3 in the first game of a doubleheader. BYU earns the doubleheader sweep with a 5-0 win in Game 2 later that day and looked for the sweep on Saturday, which we'll get to shortly. Tennessee shut down Florida in Gainesville for a 6-0 series opening win. That opened my eyes a little bit. Um, Notre Dame rolls to 8-1 series opening win over Duke. Unfortunately, due to snow and freezing temperatures, the rest of the series got canceled. Excuse me. Unfortunately, they didn't get to play the rest of their series, so technically Notre Dame can say they took the series against Duke. But, it was a great win for Notre Dame, nevertheless. In a wild one, North Carolina takes down NC State to open their series at home 12-11. to Alabama comes back from a 5-2 deficit behind Montana Fouts' 11 strikeouts to take the series opener at South Carolina 7-5. Kelly Maxwell throws a 16-strikeout no-hitter in Oklahoma State's 7-0 series opening Big 12 opening win at home over Texas Tech. Texas avoids a very bad loss at Kansas in series and Big 12 opening 7-6 win. Bella Wiggins' double in the ninth lifts UAB to a 4-3 series opening win at Southern Miss. Again, Southern Miss sort of on a downward trend. Kate Hudson's three homers, four RBIs led App State to a series opening 6-2 win at Louisiana Monroe or ULM. UCLA opens their series at Washington with a 3-2 win. Oregon State takes the series opener at home against Stanford 1-0 thanks to a pop fly. Funny how that is. Ole Miss took down Missouri 5-1 in their series opener at home. That stunned me a little bit. Um, that threw me off, but it was a sign of things to come for the weekend series, which I'll get to more. Uh, Arizona State rolls to a series opening 9-2 win at Arizona. Cal stunned Oregon with 11 runs to take the series opener on the road, 11-2 in six innings. Again, another result I didn't particularly see happening in that fashion, but it did. San Diego State scored four in the eighth to avoid a bad loss at Fresno State in 5-1 win. Moving on to Saturday. Tennessee rolls to the series win at Florida behind Seda Pooney's double homer, four RBIs in a 7-2 win, and they looked for the sweep on Sunday, which we'll get to in a minute. Ohio State hands, hangs on excuse me, for a series win at home against Indiana in a 6-4 win, clinching the series. A good series win. Ohio State is now ranked in a lot of poll or in a couple polls while being right on the edge of the top 25 
and what they did earlier yesterday is going to be a huge help for them as they make a push for the top 25, but we'll get to that later. Auburn responds to even the series at Kentucky with a 6-3 win, a rubber match on Sunday, which I'll get to in a minute. Charlotte blows a 6-0 lead to give North Texas the series win on the road in a 9-6 win. I'm stunned that Charlotte blew a 6-run lead, but sometimes you just need a little little help to get uh, to come back and get back in the game. North, credit to North Texas. They're a good team. The Mean Green. Uh, UEB guaranteed a series win at Southern Miss with a 4-2 win. Southern Miss has been crap in Conference USA play this season so, thus far. So I'm hoping for better things, but I don't know. Emily Kirby's 10 strikeouts led Liberty to home series and double header opening win in a 4-2 win later that day. Liberty shut them down in Game 2 to guarantee the series win in a 6-0 win over North Alabama. Wow, I didn't even put the team. Um, North Alabama's had a great non-conference, but in conference right now, they are 1-5 in the Atlantic Sun, which is not good. But I still have to get to their Sunday game with Liberty, or at Liberty. Uh, Georgia Southern takes down Troy at home to even the series in a 2-1 to one win. This was very shocking to me. I didn't think Georgia Southern would be able to take a game from Troy, but they did. So, kudos to them. Alabama cruises to the series win at South Carolina in a 10-2 win. Haley Dolcini's 10 strikeouts led Texas to a series win at Kansas in a 9-2 win. Violet Zavodnik's two homers, five RBIs, led BYU to the home sweep of Iowa State in an 11-7 win on Saturday, thus giving BYU the clean three-game sweep over Iowa State. Iowa State is a team that's going down, it's trending down as well. Um, not as many of their players are in top categories and stats anymore, so... They've got some work to do as they start Big Ten play or Big Twelve play. Uh, Utah scored four in the sixth down Weber State five to one at home on Saturday. They will play. They played at Weber State on Sunday, which I'll get to later. Ole Miss guarantees a series win at home against Missouri in a five-three win. Again, stunning to me. Missouri has at flat out disappointed me this week. UCLA guarantees a series win at Washington with a 4-0 win. I kind of expected this at them to at least win the series. Uh, Central Florida guaranteed a series win at South Florida with a 7-2 win. South Florida, again, they don't have an offense. That's their Achilles heel. Jaden Fields walks it off for, to give Georgia the series win at home against Texas A&M in an 8-7, 8-inning win. Arizona State guarantees a series win at Arizona by rolling to an 11-0 five-inning win. Again, Arizona is another team that's disappointed me mightily. Uh, Oregon State guarantees a series win at home against Stanford in a 4-1 win. Uh, LSU commits three errors that led to Arkansas taking the series opener at home in an 8-7 win on Saturday. 
Let's move on to Sunday's action. Liberty sweeps North Alabama at home thanks to a 6-2 win. Again, I mentioned North Alabama's 1-5 in the Atlantic Sun despite being 22-10 overall. So North Alabama's got some work to do if they want to. I mean, I'll get to the RPI ranking later, but they got some work to do. Uh, Carmen Greenwood's two-run homer in the eighth lifts Louisville to a 4-2 win at Clemson to avoid the sweep on Sunday. Good for Louisville. They've had a rough time so far this season trying to get back together, get healthy. Um, so it was important to see them get this win at Clemson with a slightly easier schedule moving down the road. Renee Abernathy's three-run walk-off homer lifts Kentucky to a series win at home against Auburn in a 5-4 win. Kentucky has looked vulnerable there in Lexington. Um, it's quite it's quite a scene to experience, but they were able to pull out the series win, so can't argue with that. Uh, Miranda Ellish and Sydney Pennington combined for four homers, nine RBIs as Oklahoma State rolls to the sweep of Texas Tech at home in a 16-2 five-inning win. Charlotte avoids the sweep at home by North Texas in a 6-1 win on Sunday. So Charlotte was able to salvage the series and at least get a win on the board sitting middle of the East Division right now. Tiara Jennings saves Oklahoma's dream of an undefeated season as she hits the three-run walk-off homer to lift them over Baylor 3-1 at home. Trout uh, Hope Troutwine threw a 13-strikeout one-hitter in that game. So close to Oklahoma getting their first loss. They were an out-away. Um... But Baylor just couldn't couldn't do it. Their lineup is too potent. Wisconsin guaranteed a series win at Iowa with a 9-3 win with another game later. Wisconsin then crushed Iowa 13-1 in six innings to get the sweep on the road. So good for Wisconsin. They are receiving a few votes in one of the major polls for the top 25. Georgia Clark's three-run double in the seventh evens the series at Arkansas, and LSU's seven-to-four win. We'll get back uh, get back to them on Miked Up Monday here shortly. Montana Fouts throws a 16-strikeout two-hitter as Alabama down South Carolina six-to-one on the road for the clean sweep. No surprise there, but Ole Miss swept Missouri at home with a 5-1 win. Again, just shocking. I didn't see Missouri playing this bad right now and not having a win in the SEC, which we'll get to in a minute when I go over the conference standings, but it's incredible to me that Missouri is not good. It's really stunning, to be honest with you. Florida salvages the series at home against Tennessee with a 4-1 win. Again, I'm shocked Tennessee took the series in Gainesville, but Florida was able to respond. I thought Florida should have dropped lower in the top 25 polls, but that's just my opinion. 
Uh, UAB gets the sweep at Southern Miss with a 7-6, 8-inning win. UAB, great series for them. Southern Miss, not good at all. Southern Miss has to be better. Um, Alana Water throws a two-hitter as Stanford avoids the sweep at Oregon State in a 1-0 win. Stanford's another one of those teams that they don't have a ton of offense, but if they can get what they get from their pitching that is dominating, then they have a shot to do some special things. Uh, Texas A&M avoids the sweep at Georgia with a 16-8 six-inning win. Crazy numbers there. Uh, Oregon held off Cal to pick up the series win at home in an 8-7 win. Cal is very close to pulling off another stunning series result, but ultimately, Oregon got the best of them at home. Weber State responded by winning on their own field against Utah in a 9-5 win, which is not surprising. Both teams won on their home field, so makes a ton of sense in my eyes. Gianna Mancha throws a 10-strikeout one-hitter to complete the sweep of South Florida for Central Florida in a 3-0 win. Again, I expected so much better out of South Florida. South Florida, Michigan, Missouri, Arizona are the teams that really disappointed me in the past week. Micah Sutherland's 11 strikeouts led Cal State Fullerton to a 2-1 win at Cal State Bakersfield. Marissa Schuld throws a perfect game to cap Arizona State's sweep at Arizona in an 8-0 5-inning win. Arizona did not look even remotely close to being good in this series. And honestly, I wouldn't have Arizona in the top, my top 25 because they just don't look like a top 25 team. And Pac-12 plays exposing them right now. Uh, but Megan Framo holds off Washington to give UCLA the road sweep in a 5-4 win. That was on ESPNU on Sunday. And it was good to get to watch that game on TV. One, It was just wonderful. <clears throat> Mic'd up Monday on the SEC Network. Lenny Malkin's Grand Slam in the first, first proved to be the difference as Arkansas took the home series with LSU 7 in a 7-3 win. No no real shock there. Arkansas, I thought having the home field advantage in the series was going to win that series, so they went out and did it. But yesterday, on Tuesday, Alex Storacco threw a 17-strikeout one-hitter in Michigan's 3-0 win over Bowling Green. Alexis Holloway throws a no-hitter in Notre Dame's 10-0 5-inning win over Loyola Chicago. Alana Smith hits the walk-off homer to lift NC State over North Carolina or UNC Wilmington 3-2 at home on the ACC network. I watched that walk-off homer. It was a bomb. Um, I thought, and UNC Wilmington is 20-6 on the season now, so maybe something's going right there. Maybe it's not. They have a they have James Madison coming to town this weekend, so we'll see if UNC Wilmington will stay on the right track or not, but that'll be up to them. Um, UVA or Virginia might have gotten caught looking ahead to their home series with Florida State this weekend, 
because Sidney Backstrom stranded the bases loaded in Longwood's 5-2 win at in Charlottesville. Longwood's known for having good wins, and UVA, I think, I think, I have a strong feeling they were looking ahead to their f series with Florida State this weekend instead. Uh, but Lexi Hanley throws 11 strikeouts to lead Ohio State to a 3-0 win at Kentucky. 100% this win puts Ohio State in the top 25 for me. Ohio State is doing some things behind Lexi Hanley. And as long as they can get the offense behind them, Ohio State could be a dangerous team in the Big Ten. Uh, in kind of, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, this is late, early in the morning. So I'm getting that out. Uh, but Incarnate Word goes to Baylor, picks up a 6-4 win for their troubles. So kudos to Incarnate Word. Alex Salter throws a no-hitter in Alabama's 8-0 five-inning win over Alabama State. And lastly, Jordy Balls, 11 strikeouts, plus Grace Lyons, three homers, five RBIs. Led Oklahoma to a 10-1 five-inning win at home over Wichita State. And that is your Week 7 recap. Let's move on to the conference standings. Uh, Northwestern State and McNeese State are tied atop the Southland at 3-0. Liberty is first in the Atlantic Sun at 6-0, so Liberty hasn't been beaten yet, but they have teams hot on their trail should they slip up. I don't think they'll slip up uh, against Bellarmine this weekend, but we'll see. South Alabama's on top of the Sun Belt still at 5-1. Louisiana sits in second at seven and two. Troy sits in third at six and three. App State and Texas State are tied for fourth at five and four. <clears throat> Alabama and Auburn are tied for first in the SEC at six and three. Georgia, Arkansas, and Mississippi State are all tied for third. Tennessee sixth. Florida seventh. Ole Miss. Kentucky and LSU are tied for 8th, and Missouri is dead last in the SEC. 100% disappointed with Missouri this entire season. George Washington's first in the Atlantic 10, 6-0. No one's really challenging them as of right now for the A-10 crown. Uh, Virginia Tech's first in the ACC. Virginia sitting in second for now. Duke's third, Florida State, despite being third in the country, or second, depending on which poll you ask, is fourth in the ACC. Notre Dame comes in at fifth, and Clemson is eighth. Clemson's having a rough start, but they did start with Duke, Virginia Tech, too, so. They had, they just, they had to work out some issues, and now they're getting, hopefully, back on track. USC Upstate's on top of the Big South with Presbyterian and Longwood right behind them, tied for second. Northwestern and Wisconsin and Nebraska, uh, yeah, and Nebraska are all tied for the Big Ten lead. Ohio State and Minnesota are tied for fourth, and Michigan is dead last thanks to that two that two game series loss. UAB leads Conference USA. North Texas is right behind them in second. Western Kentucky third. Charlotte's tied for sixth. Again, Charlotte's just not as good as I thought they were. Or as we thought they were. 
Robert Morris is on top of the Ryzen League, kind of surprising. Uh, but Indiana State and Northern Iowa are tied atop the Missouri Valley. Murray State, surprisingly, is on top of the Ohio Valley with Belmont at 6-0. SEMO, or Southeast Missouri, is not having a good season. UNCG is on top of the SOCON at 3-0. South Dakota State is, on, uh, is tied for the lead in the Summit League with South Dakota at 2-1. And, and St. Thomas as well, uh, as well as another team. Grand Canyon's on top of the WAC at 5-1. Central Florida's on top of the American. And South Florida's dead last. Wichita State hasn't played an American game yet. UConn is on top of the Big East. Villanova has risen themselves up to third in the Big East now. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas are all tied atop the Big 12, having swept their series this, this past weekend. Miami of Ohio, no surprise, is 5-0 and and on top of the MAC. St. Francis is on top of the Northeast Conference. Boston University is on top of the Patriot League. Princeton's on top of the Ivy League. Cal State Fullerton's tied for first in the Big West. Long Beach State comes in at fourth. Boise State and San Diego State are tied atop the Mountain West at 6-0 apiece. Their series uh, in a couple weeks is going to be crucial. UCLA and Arizona State tied atop the Pac-12 at 6-0. Uh, Oregon comes in at third. Cal fourth. Oregon State fifth. Stanford and Utah tied for sixth. Washington eighth. And Arizona's last. Pac-12 is kind of getting some new blood mixing in there, so I'm interested to see what the Pac-12 looks like moving forward. RPI rankings, UMBC 175, they should be better. James Madison 107, yeah, I get that. North Alabama's 93, I just don't think that's right. South Alabama's 84, again, don't think that's right. I know they have a losing record. But this team can ball. They just happen to play against tough competition. San Diego State, 82. They should be better. North Florida at 77 is very good in my opinion. UNLV at 74. They're having a terrific season as well. They have a huge series, which we'll talk about here shortly. Virginia, 67. That's good for them. Texas State, 64. They should be better. Troy is 60. They should be better. Cal State Fullerton 56 seems about right. USC Upstate 55, sure. Boise State 53, I think they're better than that. Western Kentucky 52, they're better than that. South Florida's 50, which feels about right, right about now. Weber State 48, they're doing good things. Uh, BYU 47, sure. Louisiana 46, maybe a little better, but that's about right. Um, Liberty comes in at 45, so they've risen their RPI, so that's good for them. San, uh, South Dakota State's at 43, which is great for them. Stanford comes in at 40. Good. 
North Texas, 39, really good. Nebraska, 36. I didn't think they'd be that good. Arizona's 35. That seems appropriate. Georgia Tech's 33. Michigan's 32, which just seems appropriate now. Oregon State's 26. Ohio State is 25, which I think actually they should be better than that now. Notre Dame 23, Georgia 22, Arkansas 21, Charlotte at 20. I don't think Charlotte should be top 20 RPI anymore. Uh, Washington 18, Auburn 17, Arizona State 15, Clemson 14, Florida 13, Central Florida 12, Texas 11, Tennessee 10, Northwestern 9, Oklahoma State 8, Duke 7, Florida State 6, Oregon 5, <coughs> UCLA 4, Virginia Tech 3, Alabama 2, and Oklahoma leads the RPI now. Now let's move on to the Week 8 schedule starting today. Uh, Louisiana at Texas, that's a huge one for Louisiana. Texas swept the two-game, the doubleheader at Louisiana. So I'm sure Louisiana wants to... Um, Get revenge for that, and it'll be on the Longhorn Network. UCF at Florida is a huge matchup in the Sunshine State. Can UCF take down Florida? Absolutely. No question about it. Florida just proved they're not um, invulnerable on their own field this past weekend. But I'm sure they're looking to show out against an in-state rival at their house. McNeese State at LSU, interesting in-state battle. McNeese State always has those moments where they could beat a good, a very good team. So, Florida State at North Florida is very intriguing, giving North Florida's third in the nation in ERA. But we'll get to that. Charlotte at NC State. NC State's coming off that U fork high of beating UNC Wilmington yesterday. Charlotte needs a decent win on their resume to put on there and Boston University at UConn is a very intriguing game for me it's not a game that would jump off the page at you but Boston University very solid mid-major UConn leading the Big East and my pick to win the Big East it's setting up to be a showdown of top teams in their respective conferences. Tuesday, Troy at Georgia Tech is very intriguing. Uh, I know Troy can win that game, but I, I, Leanna Johnson has to be good. Northwestern and Notre Dame is a huge game on Tuesday, next Tuesday. Um, and Notre Dame beat Duke, so they proved they can take down top-quality competition. And I'm intrigued to see if the Irish can pull it off at home. BYU at Utah. I know BYU. I think BYU goes into Utah and gets that win. Something just feels right to me about that pick. Um, but let's move on to the series. Arkansas at Ole Miss, three games. Despite Ole Miss sweeping Missouri, I think Arkansas wins this series 2-1. to one. Georgia Tech at Notre Dame is a very intriguing ACC series. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame 2-1. to one. 
despite Blake Nelliman being in the circle for Georgia Tech. Indiana at Wisconsin for three games. Very intriguing in the Big Ten. Wisconsin winning. Wisconsin, I have winning 2-1 to one again at home against Indiana. I mentioned UNLV. They're at Boise State for three games this weekend. I think UNLV scraps one, but I think Boise State takes the series 2-1. to one. Mississippi State at Tennessee for three games. I don't think Mississippi State's legit, so I'm going to take a Tennessee sweep. Louisiana at Texas State, huge game in the Sun Belt for three games. Um, ultimately, I think I'm going to pick an upset. I'm going to take Texas State to win the series 2-1. to one. If I'm wrong, call me out on it by all means. Oregon State at Cal for three games is intriguing in the Pac-12. <sighs> I like Cal's uh, person. I like the what Cal's putting together right now. So I'm going to take Cal 2-1. Washington at Arizona for three games. I'm going to take Washington to sweep. I, I'm not confident in Arizona to do anything right. So Washington for the three-game sweep. Michigan at Northwestern. Huge three-game set in the Big Ten. <sighs> Give me Northwestern 2-1. Virginia Tech at Central Florida for three games. That's a very big series for Central Florida after they play Florida tomorrow. Um, I'll go Virginia Tech win, uh, winning that series 2-1. to one. Kentucky at LSU for three games. I will take LSU 2-1. to one. Clemson at North Carolina for three games. The only reason this is interesting to me is because North Carolina is right above Clemson in the standings in the ACC. So I want to see if Clemson can use this series to leapfrog them. And ultimately, I think Clemson wins the series 2-1. to one. Georgia at Alabama for three games. I'm going to take Alabama in a clean sweep. Florida at Auburn for three games. I'm going to take Auburn 2-1, to one, surprisingly. Oregon at UCLA is a huge three-game series in the Pac-12. Give me UCLA 2-1. to one. Florida State at Virginia, three-game series. I mentioned that earlier. Give me a Florida State sweep. UConn at Butler, huge three-game set between first and second in the Big East. Uh, I'm going to take UConn 2-1. to one. New Mexico at BYU for three games this weekend. New Mexico's a really good team that no one really is giving a lot of credit. BYU's always been solid, so I'm going to say BYU 2-1. to one. And lastly, a huge game, a huge series out in the whack. You got Cal Baptist at Grand Canyon. Um, I don't know a lot about either team, but I'm just going to say Grand Canyon wins the series. I don't know what whether it be 2-1 or a sweep, but they win the series. <clears throat> anyway, moving on to stats. Individuals. <coughs> Excuse me. Stat leaders. 
Leading the nation in batting average, Wichita State's Sidney McKinney with a .538. Jocelyn Allo of Oklahoma, second, .529. Hope Troutwine of Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA with .15. UMBC's Courtney Coppersmith, second with a .26. UCLA's Lauren Shaw, fourth, .45. And Georgina Cork of South Florida, fifth with a .48. Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 15.6. Her teammate Kaya Matter second, 13.3. Hoop Troutwine comes in at third with 12.9. Emma Lemley of Virginia Tech fourth with 12.9. And Kelly Maxwell of Oklahoma State 12.7. Georgina Cork leads the nation with in victories with 22. Hannah Houge of USC Upstate and Maddie Penta of Auburn tied for second with 17. Catherine Sandercock of Florida State and Montana Fouts of Alabama tied for fourth with 15. Justin Allo leads the nation in slugging percentage 1.309. Bailey Klingler, Washington, second with 1.043. Yanira Acuna of Arizona State, third, 1.013. Daniel Gibson of Arkansas, fourth, 1.012. Justin Hall leads the nation in on-base percentage, 0.695. Ganira Acuna, third, 0.606. And Haley Lee, Texas A&M, fourth, 0.598. Christina Burkhart of Michigan is second in the nation in doubles with 15. Ganira Acuna and Arkansas's Taylor Ellsworth tied for fourth with 12. Cal's Tatum Anzaldo is leading the nation in hits with 50. Sydney McKinney and Ole Mrs. Tate Whitley tied for second with 49. LSU's Danica Coffey tied uh, fifth with 46. Billy Andrews of Nebraska still leads the nation in homers with 17. Justin Allo second with 15. Bailey Klingler third, 14. Uh, Wichita State's Addison Barnard of Mississippi State's Mia Davidson and Minnesota's Natalie Jen Hartog tied for fourth with 13. Jada Cody leads the nation of Central Florida, leads the nation in RBIs with 53. Bailey Klingler second, 45. LSU's Georgia Clark third, 44. And Iowa State's Michaela Ramos tied for fourth with 42. Georgina Cork is cruising in the nation's lead for shutouts with 13. Hannah Houge, Penn State's Bailey Parshall, Marshall's Sydney Nestor, and Northwestern's Daniel Williams are all tied for second with seven. Marissa Schuld of Arizona State leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio with 19.25. Georgina Cork second with 16.53, and Oregon State's Mariah Mazon fourth, 11.67. Georgina Cork also leads the nation in strikeouts with 248, which is 76 strikeouts higher than her next opponent, or next competitor, which is Sydney Nestor, who is second with a 172. She's Georgina Cork's runaway with the strikeouts. King, it's over. Wrap it up. Call it. It's done. Uh, but UCLA's Megan Framos, third, 171. Keely Rochard of Virginia Tech, fourth, 165. And Troy's Leanna Johnson, fifth, 164. Lastly, let's get on to the team statistic leaders with Oklahoma first in batting average at .384. Louisiana second, 
Kentucky 3rd, 0.352. Georgia 4th, 0.349. Arkansas 5th, 0.348. Oklahoma leads nation ERA with a 0.7. UCLA 2nd, 1.14. North Florida's 3rd, 1.18. And Florida State's 5th, 1.26. Florida State leads the nation in fielding percentage at 0.987. Florida 2nd, 0.984. Uh, Virginia is 4th at .982, and Boise State's 5th, .982. Oklahoma leads the nation in homers per game with 2.55. Wichita State's 2nd, 2.08. UNCG 3rd, 2.07, and Arizona State 4th, 1.87. Oklahoma leads the nation in runs per game with 9.62. Arkansas is second, 7.89. Wichita State, third, 7.77. Georgia, fourth, 7.68. And UCLA, fifth, 7.45. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage at .777. Arizona State, second, .662. Auburn, third, Wichita State, 4th, 0.643, and Louisville, Louisiana, is 5th, 0.632. Excuse me, my words are starting to jumble together here late, as it's 1 in the morning on Wednesday, but uh, UCLA leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 7.68, San, Di uh, San Diego State, 2nd, 6.49, Oregon State third six point three two, uh, Oklahoma fourth at six, and Auburn fifth five point six. Oklahoma leads the nation in walks with one fifty four. Central Florida second one fifty two. Georgia Tech third one forty five, and lastly Florida State fourth one forty three. So, that is everything I have for you this week. March Madness is wrapping up in the next week. So many more games are getting shown on TV across ESPN's networks, Longhorn Network. Well, I guess that's part of ESPN. Uh, but Big Ten Network's going to start airing more games. FS1 and FS2 are going to start airing more games. Masson will start, uh, or Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, for those of you that live in the Mid-Atlantic regions, um, start showing more games. So there's going to be a lot more games coming on TV, um, so take full advantage of that, watch games, get your eyeballs on it, and we're flipping the calendar to April. Big time series, big time games coming up that we all need to have our eyes on. Enjoy the softball. Hope you have a great week, everybody. Until next week, this is the Around the Bases podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. See you next week, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy the softball.